What do chili, co-housing, and wine have to do with each other? Nothing, but that's wine down. That's right, Morgan. Welcome to the wine down, everyone. On today's show, we have Julie and Jerry, and they host a show called Seniortopia on their podcast. And we asked them a few different questions. We didn't really have a whole plan as to how the episode was going to go, but I think you're going to love it. I am so excited about this episode because I love wine down. I love being able to talk to people on a roundtable conversation, and they were amazing today, just helping us think through things you would have never thought about. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Well, we are excited again. We This is our favorite type of podcast, The Wind Down. And we, there's multiple reasons why. But this one, I think, is uh, the, the Wind Down is always super fun to us because we really do treat it like a roundtable conversation. But we also get to drink wine. And I always tell people it's in the afternoon because you're listening to this maybe at eight o'clock in the morning and it is not eight o'clock in the morning strongly right now we are at five o'clock and so it's completely fine to have wine. So before we introduce our guests, we're going to have Morgan do her job because she's our, our wine specialist. Morgan, can you tell us about our wine? Sure. Today we are drinking Carmen. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon um, from Chile. And uh, we are doing this in honor of Julie, who has just uh, relocated back to Chile. <laughs> uh, this one is from Vina Carmen. It's Chile's oldest winery. It was founded in 1850. Um, and the Cabernet specifically is from the Coltrago Valley. So it's really good. All right. So who we have with us today, um, I had the privilege of being on their podcast. They interviewed me on a podcast that um, we were able to talk about retirement and it's Jerry and Julie, and they have a podcast called senior topia. And what's unique, I think about for me about their podcast is it is everything about retirement minus the money part. And so it's just all about living in retirement. So, uh, Julie and Jerry, thank you so much for visiting with us today and being on our, our wind down. Thanks for having us. us. Now, um, I'll just uh, kind of get our conversation started. So I will say that now, and, and just so everybody knows, uh, uh, Jerry, you are in New Jersey, correct? Yes, I am. So we are recording this probably before people are going to, uh, we don't know what it'll be like here in a couple of weeks or a week and a half when it airs, but right now you've had a bunch of snow, correct? Oh, gosh. Yeah. We got about five inches today. Biggest so, snow of the year. So, you know, in North Carolina, um, we have a lot of people that we call halfbacks and that's where people go all the way down to Florida. They find out Florida is too hot and then they come halfway back into North Carolina. And then we have a lot of people who just know that North Carolina is an awesome state to come move to from up North. So we have a lot of folks from New Jersey and New York. And so when you tell them that there's all that snow, they're going, thank goodness I'm not in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. So glad we got out of there. 
<laughs> well, I must say New Jersey is my nirvana. I have always wanted to live on the Jersey shore. And that is in fact where I live. I live on Long Beach Island and it is beautiful most of the time. This is just not the day. <laughs> well, I guess that's unique, you know, to see the snow there on the ocean. That would probably be kind of a cool thing. It really is. Yes. Yeah. And then we've got Julie. Now, Julie, uh, she decided to up us all and say, you know what I'm going to do, guys, just for the show? I'm going to move to Chile just to make it interesting. And so she moved to Chile. You just got to Chile, like, what the, within the week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Been here nine days. Nine days. So if you had to describe, like, for us to visual, uh, mentally understand where you are, like, like, how would we conceptually see you on a map right now? So if you picture South America, um, there's a long kind of a string bean country on the western uh, shore uh, in the southern part of the tip of South America. And um, that's Chile. And it's uh, basically it's kind of like uh, California only flipped upside down, um, if you think of it that way, on the Pacific Ocean. Gotcha. And I'm right in the middle. I'm right in the middle and I'm right on the coast. So I'm in a city named Viña del Mar, which means vineyard by the sea. Uh -huh. And uh, <laughs> it's the weather here is a lot like San Francisco. So very mild. It doesn't get too hot. It doesn't get too cold. It gets foggy in the summer and it's summer right now. So yeah, I went all the way. I'm not a halfback. I'm like a fullback. Like I didn't want... <laughs> any winter so i'm down here for summer in south america and then uh, we come back to the united states for summer in the united states gotcha so we we had a quick chance to talk before we started this recording and um you were telling us i thought raiden was going to ask you like uh what have you done so far since you got there you've been there for nine days but you were telling me about right now you're in complete quarantine so what, what's that all or describe for us how Chile's doing it it's pretty interesting. I think a lot of countries are doing this, uh, and I think the U.S. is starting to do it too. But um, before you travel internationally, you have to have a COVID test, and it has to be negative. And you get on the plane, and you arrive, and they do another COVID test. Uh, we've been negative for, so far, but you have to tell them what apartment, what where you're going. It could be a hotel or a house or an apartment, and then you have to stay there for 10 days. And they send you an email every day and you have to answer if you have any symptoms. And they've actually visited us twice. Their health department has come to check that we're actually staying in the apartment. We're not allowed to leave. Uh, so it's uh, wow. pretty rigorous. Yeah, wow. I wouldn't expect them to come and check your apartment. That I mean, that's, that's, that's really good, I think. Um, but, you know, it wouldn't be a wine down without us actually talking about the wine. So I've had my first couple of sips and I think it's pretty dang smooth. I really like it. Yeah. Chilean reds are awesome. <laughs> yeah. it, I don't know. Do we come up with the Chilean thing, Chilean, however you say that, or do we come up with that at, all based on Julie or were we already there? No, it was based on Julie. Oh, it'd be fun since she was in Chile to get a Chilean oh. wine. Ah, there you go. All right. Well, what, well by Julie, the way, I'm, I'm from, I'm from, uh, you know, right here in the center of North Carolina. So we say Chilean. That's okay. <laughs> Either way is correct. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Merce and I have had a podcast that we've been doing. And on our podcast, we, we have three main topics that we talk about. We talk about um, 
financial because we are financial advisors. We talk about legacy. What do we want to leave behind? And that could be monetary. It could also be intellectual, but what do we want to leave behind? And then the third category is lifestyle. And so we talk to folks about all kinds of things. We just, we actually just did an interview uh, with somebody that's going to be coming out soon that it's talking about in all essence, mobility and exercise and that kind of stuff in retirement, keeping ourselves active. Um, we did one where we interviewed somebody around the idea of uh, keeping our mind sharp and it was all around playing um, the car, a card game. And so bridge. bridge. Yeah. And so could, and I know you guys have a podcast. Could you tell just so like, because if somebody right now goes and searches and looks for senior topia, could you tell us kind of like what your, your angle of what you're trying to accomplish with your podcast? Julie, you you? Go? Jerry, you, you go. <laughs> okay. Well, Julie and I have known each other for a very long time and we have a, a group of friends who we've been talking to about the main question has always been, how do you want to live as you age? And so we were getting a lot of good feedback from our friends and we have really smart friends who are doing the aging thing in a whole bunch of different ways. So uh, a part of what Seniortopia does is called Slice of Life. And that's where we talk to our very smart friends about what they're doing and how they're planning for their retirement. Um, and then we go out and talk to experts in almost every field. I, I, I think we've really interviewed a broad range of people, all with different and interesting ideas about how we age and how we want to age and how we can make it easier for ourselves or more challenging for ourselves. Um, so that's sort of what the podcast is about. And we have talked to a whole bunch of really interesting people and we've decided this year can i say this out loud julie sure that we're focusing on housing um and the various types and styles of housing that are available to us now and maybe some things that we're not even aware of i would find that hard to believe but i'll say it out loud things we're not aware of things we haven't even thought of um most recently, we've really been focused on co-housing. Um, Julie has pursued that in Milwaukee, and I'm actually hoping to move to North Carolina in huh. the next year or so. Um, I'm on a wait list for a brand new co-housing community in Durham, and I'm really excited about it. I It, it just seems like a cool way to live as we age. Um, they're a really interesting group of people. They have about 23 apartments, the buildings under construction. It's, I mean, the energy around it is just, you, you can feel it when you're on a call or on a Zoom with them. It's very exciting. So my background is in architecture. I've been working in senior living for more than 30 years. And so, um, in the in the arena of senior living anything from skilled nursing assisted living memory care um, uh, independent living across the board i've worked that entire continuum and it's interesting for me to see how we're starting to sort of 
break away from those set regulated housing areas and move into co-housing and cooperative housing and what are what are the other things that we can think about and the other ways that we can choose to live and try to take care of one another as we age so it's it's a huge conversation and we're excited to start engaging in it more diligently this year so that that immediately makes me want to ask the question of because we've done we've done uh, episodes where we've interviewed um, uh, like, uh, what are they called? Com continuing cared retirement communities sure. and stuff like that. And long-term CCRCs. CCRCs. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, but so co-housing, what's the difference there? How does, how does that work? Is it as, I mean, how is it different than going to go get an apartment and then, and that's it? Well, co-housing is, um, something that has been sort of brewing in Europe for many, many years and now is making its way very slowly into the American lifestyle. Co-housing is generally um, set up as a condominium, but it's different in the fact that it's called an intentional community. And the intention is to have interaction with your fellow co-housing members. So the, the, you go out into the corridor of your condo and in any condo USA, your next door neighbor might walk right past you and you wouldn't even know it was your next door neighbor. But in right. co-housing, you're intermingling, you're preparing meals together on a regular basis. I'm giving you a ride, you're giving me a ride. We're introducing each other to interesting things around town. So you're, you're really, um, you're living within a, a supportive community. However, at this moment in time, co-housing is not regulated in a way that a CCRC, continuing care retirement community, and its various bits and pieces are regulated by the state or the city in that case. Um, so, so it's an unregulated senior living experience. Similarly with cooperative housing, that, that is a, it, it's really a different structure of ownership. In co-housing, you own a share of the building as opposed to the condo is yours. And so uh, co cooperative housing can be attractive to seniors. Julie's giving me a finger. Oh dear. <laughs> wait, it's no, a wait, good wait, finger. Everybody, it's a pointer it, finger. A finger if you just <laughs> give you a yes, finger. Yes. Yeah, well, it's always good to clarify which finger. Yes. <laughs> it's a pointer finger. Yes, Julie. Well, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I did want to also clarify that co-housing doesn't have to be just for seniors. It can be intergenerational Absolutely. too. Yeah. Absolutely. And and co-op housing. I, I think most people have heard about co-op housing in New York City, probably. That right. that would be what I always associated with it. But it's amazing. There's a huge cooperative housing um, conglomerate in Minnesota. Hmm. They are all about cooperative stuff in Minneapolis and St. Paul. It's amazing to see the size and amount. So anyway, they're, they're non-regulated housing that is friendly to seniors, but also intergenerational.
I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So when you, you're talking about maybe doing this and moving to Durham, what is it that makes it attractive to you compared to, I don't know, just living in an apartment and going out and seeing the Durham in the city? What, what makes that type of a living environment attractive? Well, for me, um, it, it, it goes back to a million years ago when we were walking around in Milwaukee when I was an undergrad and we kept looking at these big, beautiful homes along the lakefront in Milwaukee. And friends and I would stand there and say, you know, wouldn't it be great to buy this big, beautiful house and live in it all together? And as <laughs> we get old, we can take care of one another. And I don't think that this is an unusual story for many people. Um, you know, you get your best buds and you want to spend time with them and be close to them and um, maybe being in a big house or a cooperative community um, would be a good way to do that. This whole idea of, of what Jerry's describing, I think it goes into a trend that maybe you guys have discussed on, on your, with other people on your, on your podcast, but you know, our generation, I, I'm going to look at Reid and, and Jerry and I, I think we're pretty much the same generation. We, we do not necessarily want to live in the CCR season and the, the options that are available for our parents are not necessarily where we want to live. And so what Jerry's describing, I think is sort of the next, the next thing, right? Uh, but the other thing I want to say is I want to look at MERS and Morgan and you guys are, you know, maybe a generation behind us, maybe more, you look pretty fabulously young. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but another thing that we really talk about on the Seniortopia show is we all need to be thinking about this stuff before we're 70 years old, before we're 80 years old, right? Um, we need to be thinking about our options much earlier, uh, you know, even like Jerry and I are, you know, Jerry is 60, I am 59. And so we she don't- always have, has to say it, always. But it's important. It's important because what, what we really want to talk about on the Senatopia show is how we need to plan for retirement before we get to that, um, that, that magic age of 65. And, and at a minimum, we need to educate ourselves as to the options that are available to us. I mean, wow. so many times I hear people talk about the home. We're not gonna put mom in the home. There isn't just the home anymore. There's the CCRC, there's so many options now and you need to understand them and, and understand how you could pay for it. If you and I'm guessing that I'm guessing that Merce and Morgan, maybe, well, you're, you're doing this podcast, so maybe you're ahead of the game. Maybe you do think about this and yourselves, even though you're, you're super young. We can't hear but, you. Oh, 
Why can't yeah. you hear me? They just I don't know. You put okay. your hand up and I couldn't hear you anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but you know, have you guys, I'm wondering if Merce and Morgan, have you thought about like, how would you like to live well, as you? I got, I, I'm sorry. I have oh, to interrupt okay. here. I've got a solution already. And I came up with, you guys just build it. We're going to have the peace of mind house. <laughs> and and it's going to be peace and wealth house. And we're going to all live together. And basically that way we can all like come to work together and we go back, we'll have a little van and the whole thing is going to be awesome. I, I am yeah. <laughs> right now that the whole team is going to live together and we're going to all go back and forth to work and until we retire. It's going to be awesome. What do you yeah. guys think? and Merce it, are smiling really broadly right now. It definitely would. It definitely would make calling in sick a little bit more difficult or, <laughs> or saying, or saying, oh, daycare is closed. <laughs> I got to stay home with the baby. Um, no, but Jerry, I think, you know, my friends and I at, at our age, so I'm, I'm a uh, 33 and we, we have, it's been a running joke for probably at least five or six years that, Hey, we're a tight knit group. And the, it would be so cool if we just bought a nice piece of land, five, five acres or something, which is pretty hard to come by in, in Raleigh, but yeah. say we buy that nice piece of land and we just have built our own little commune. Um, and you know, have our own little houses and we, we take care of each other. So hearing about this, I've never heard about co-housing. Uh, it's completely new to me and I didn't know it was in Durham as well. So, you know, once we did the, once we learned about the CCRCs and what they have to offer, I was like, well, that's, I think that's very attractive mm -hmm. in the sense of, you know, yes, are you giving up some things? Does it, does it have a stigma to it? Sure it does. It's not quite the home, but it's, it's you know, one step closer to the home that type of idea, but still, I mean, there's a lot of amenities that you get with it. Kind of like going to Chile to, to go vacation in a resort. They're resort style CCRCs now, and there's a lot that, that they oh, offer. Yes, so, there are. So it's all very interesting to me. I didn't know about it. And I think, I think it's a pretty cool concept. And I think my yeah. friends would agree too. My girlfriends and I have had similar conversations. And then we talk about each thing you know, what we can bring to the table, how we can lend to, you know, that type of community. So I was wondering, Jerry, you said that it's, it's intentional. Do they, you know, kind of interview or look for people that can bring different skills to their community or how does that work? Well, it's been really interesting. I've joined them, you know, everything's virtual now. So it's great for those of us who don't live right there. Um, but they have a coffee hour every Saturday morning and they have wine thirties on Friday afternoons and you get the whole lineup of 23 to 25 miscellaneous people and couples on your screen. I'm getting to know them and, and who they are. They've but been Jerry, working. They're, they're also interviewing you. You had to go through a oh, interview yeah. process. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm used to that now. Thank goodness. Julie's like got me a, all into it now. There's a whole application that you had to oh, fill yeah. out. And, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they want to know they things like, do they say things like Julie, are, are, are you able to have at least three glasses of wine without being silly? And you're like, I can handle it guys. I got it. I got it together. Yeah. No, that wasn't a question. <laughs> no. um, they want to know which uh, which circles you want to be on, um, the, the governance of various cooperative housings, or I'm sorry, um, co-housings is, um, is different from household to household. And, and so they're sort of indoctrinating me into the plenary which is the monthly meeting that they have with 
all the parties and all of the different circles report to the plenary. And so I'm, I'm getting to see how they do that and how they're talking about, um, you know, what, what happens if somebody uh, starts to have real problems with falling or, or uh, they, they can't be on the garden committee anymore because they can't figure out what in the tulip bulb goes in up or down, or things like that. So you, you take on responsibilities within the co-housing um, because we won't have a maintenance guy like you would in a, in a standard um, condo and there won't be a cleaning crew that comes through the group does that. They take care of the building. Did that answer the question? That's a, yeah, it does. I mean, I, you know, this is to me, isn't a, just a fat, a fascinating, we could talk about it for a couple hours, I know. but, but um, I, I do want to, because our time is flying here. I, I want to just, uh, you guys did a, a podcast on retiring in Mexico and I'm not going to talk about Mexico, but I know that uh, Julie, you're over in Chile and, and, is, is there a part of the plan that you have at all, uh, Julie, of moving or, or retiring in Chile? Or are you experimenting with this idea? Like, could you tell us a little bit about your thought process around what you're doing there in Chile? Yeah, um, it's uh, it, yes to all of, of your questions. We, we really don't know exactly uh, what we're going to do, but um, the initial impetus for coming down here, uh, we've We've been living here for more than two years and um it was because so as i mentioned i'm 59 my husband is a little bit older than me but um basically we are both consultants so and we've gone back and forth through the years we've had real jobs and then we've been consultants and we've, we've gone back and forth but we got to the point where we were both consultants and in the united states health insurance was absolutely killing us uh, when you don't work for someone who pays for your health insurance, buying it yourself is, it's, it's just off the charts expensive. And then uh, about five, six years ago, my husband had a heart attack. So then his health insurance just went through the roof. And I, I kind of just one day got the idea. As a matter of fact, I think I was at Jerry's when I got the idea to, why don't we just move somewhere else where we don't have to pay these ridiculous prices? We're, uh, we were lucky that our uh, jobs, our, our consulting work allowed us to work on the internet, allowed us to work remotely. So what we've done is we've come down to Chile, set up shop, and it would be the same for anybody in Mexico or you know people go all over. Panama is another very popular destination. But I think what's interesting is we hear a lot about people retiring in these places. But my, you know, my point is you can come down here before then if you have a job that's remote, uh, you can save a lot of money on health insurance, a lot of money on housing, food, and um, really live a pretty nice, comfortable lifestyle um, before you retire. So you get a lot of people who are doing early retirement in Mexico, early retirement in Panama, um, because your money just goes so much farther when you are in these other countries. It's mostly health insurance, to be honest. So how does that work then if you're there, I don't know, part-time, I mean, are you able to get health insurance there? Like, how does that work? Um, when you first come, you you can't, there are international health insurance uh, um, 
policies that you can buy. And you know, the fact of the matter is that health insurance everywhere else in the world is like you know one tenth of the cost of what it is in the, in the United States. So you buy a, a an international health insurance policy, and and it it covers you in the country that you're going to. A lot of people actually go. What we did when we were here uh, a couple of years ago. Um, we didn't even really have health insurance because the costs here are so cheap. It would be cheaper for my husband to have a heart attack here and go to the hospital and pay it out of pocket than it would be for us to pay the insurance premiums in the United States for a year. So, well, what wow. would you say the health care there is like, though? Just, I mean, for us that maybe have not been to Chile or Mexico and been to the doctor there. I mean, I was in a trip one time with my and, and we had to put my daughter in the hospital and we were in St. Thomas. And that hospital looked like it was like maybe updated the last time in 1984. I mean, but great health care. I mean, in the sense that the doctor who was there had retired back to St. Thomas. And so it, it ended up being okay. But I mean, what is the healthcare system like in a chilly type environment? You know, it's it's really first class. It's uh, Chile is a very, very developed country compared maybe to some other places. Um, but, um, you know, I, I know people who've had, you know, bad uh, health uh, problems in Mexico, in Guatemala, and, you know, there's an element of privilege here. There's white privilege, there's US privilege that happens. If you've got cash, you can pay for a pretty decent private hospital or a private doctor. And so I'm not gonna make like the, the, the regular people, uh, people who are living even in Chile. There are a lot of people who don't have great health and healthcare. Um, you know, people who are unemployed. There is there is national health insurance in Chile, and they do have they do have coverage. But you know, um, for somebody like me and my husband who come down here, we can afford to pay for pretty decent. You know, it, and the hospitals. I had to have an I went to the emergency room about a year ago, and it was just like an American emergency room. Well, I have to say, I was in I was in a room, and then I was by myself, and then they put another person in like the other half of the room, which was a little bit weird, but. I had, I feel like the doctors here are great. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, medical tourism. We could do a whole podcast on that. Uh, it's people going housing, all, Julie. People going all over the world to get uh, medical care because you can get dentistry, other operations, hip replacements. You can get them cheaper in other countries and pay for the whole trip and it's a vacation. A lot cheaper than you can get in the United States. It's a big thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes we'll hear, you know, of, reasons to leave the U.S. and and sometimes it's the the state of the economy or the the dollar is crashing or we see the dollar crashing and I need to get out before the dollar does that or the the current administration um, but you know healthcare is a very real thing and that's something that we're dealing with that I don't know if we're it's ever going to get resolved there's so much back and forth on it and you know I, I get what you're saying. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, my parents have, so I'm from uh, a Pakistani background and healthcare is always the top of their minds. Um, they, they still live here in North Carolina, but they've always toyed with the idea of going somewhere else just because it makes sense, but they never actually did. But, you know, I think it makes, I think what you're doing is, is it's really cool because uh, you also get to experience another country in your retirement years. Yeah, well, and what's interesting about the timing of how we did it is doing it before you actually retire, because what happens with United States citizens is once you become 65, you're eligible for Medicare, and you have to start paying. And if you don't pay, right, you, you 
if you ever want back into the system, you have to pay back all of the fees that you didn't pay for all the years that you weren't paying in. Am I right, Raiden? I, okay, I do not know that as far okay. as that goes. <laughs> I do know that you are, you automatically go into Medicare in the in yeah. the United States. You automatically go in at sixty five, and yeah. there's a couple of the benefits that are automatic, and then there's things you can pay for. And if you don't pay for them, from my understanding of the current system, you could lose them. So if you right. don't pay for them, you don't have the privilege of being able to get them. So let's just right. think about maybe things like prescriptions. Um, so you can opt in and out of those things. Um, I, I will tell you, though, just as you were just saying it to me, like, okay, we have a lot of clients who come and they say, I they have everything put together, uh, financially speaking, and they say, I could retire right now. Let's say 60, they're 60. And they say, I could do it right now. But the problem is my health insurance would be 1500 to $2,000 a month. If I didn't have that bill, I could retire right now. So this idea of what if I took, and I, I'm just making this up as I hear it, like how bad of a plan would it be to go, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go live in Chile for five years and then I'll come back when Medicare kicks in at 65 and I still got to retire at 60. It didn't really cost me that much to go live there. And I had health insurance and I was able to do all that. It's kind of like a five-year vacation. That's yeah. exactly, exactly what we're doing. Because once you turn 65 and you're eligible for Medicare, Medicare does not cover you in other countries. So you really sort of have to come back to the United States and then you can take advantage of Medicare, which is a great, great program and, right. you know, takes care of your health needs when you're older. So, yeah, that's where it's an interest. I think not enough people understand that if they have a job that would that if they can quit a little early and except for health insurance. Absolutely. People are moving to Portugal. People are moving to Italy, uh, Turkey. We got oh, a client right now that's talking about moving to Italy, but I, you know who I'm thinking about, Merce, is we've got clients that we talk about, Merce talks about them all the time in our income planning part, that decided they wanted to travel the United States in an RV, which they're doing, and they had this like 10-year plan or something to go do this, right? And they're doing it, and it's great, but I thought, huh, that'd be kind of a cool experience to say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take five years from 60 to 65, I'm going to go live in another country and have my health insurance relative or my, let's just don't even say health insurance. Let's just say medical costs, low cost, medical costs to, to, to deal with the different things that might happen. And then I'll come back to the United States at 65 and I'll be back. But it's kind of like you get to tell the grandkids and the, and the children, I'll see you in five years. Oh, and by the way, come visit me. I live in Chile, you know, and they'll be like, yeah, we'll go visit you in Chile. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry has come down and had a great time. And, you know, we have to mention again, the wine in Chile, yeah. there are vineyards all over the place you can go and visit and your friends can come and visit you. It's, it's great. It's a great, just so great long retirement. and skinny. You have to go at least three times. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I gotta say coming into this podcast, we really had no agenda whatsoever about what we were going to talk about. And then you throw in some Chilean wine <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're 30 minutes in and we've, I've learned quite a few different things that I've never really thought about. So I'm, I'm happy works. with how this has turned out. Well, here's well, the thing. I, I want to say uh, we have uh, extra bedrooms in our apartment. So you're all invited. <laughs> well, well, Julie, my new plan careful. is to come and live with you. So <laughs> there, we go. there it is. Uh, okay. Uh, if we talk about co-housing in Chile, 
that would be an interesting topic. There but, we go. You know, we try to keep this uh, to around the 30 minute mark and we're there and it went so fast. I'm thinking, man, where did the time go? But let me just say, if you want to learn and learn more about this kind of conversation and it's not about money and it's not about that, but it's just about retirement, listen to Senior Topia. And uh, do you, you guys have a website too, right? Yep. Uh, SeniorTopiaShow.com. Okay. SeniorTopiaShow.com. So thank you so much for coming and visiting with us and having us a, a an extremely nice conversation as well as a couple sips of wine. Yeah, and Jerry, we're just 20 minutes down the road when you get to Durham, so please reach Excellent. out. Excellent, I'll be over. Yeah. If you have the wine, I have the time. We always <laughs> have wine. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.